This episode of Film Sack is brought to you by Casper, a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. Get $50 off any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash filmsack and use the promo code filmsack at checkout. Listen, here's the thing. If you can't spot the sucker in your first half hour at the table, then you are the sucker. Maybe you'd like to join in. This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Everybody and welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, episode three hundred and fifty-eight for November eighteenth, twenty seventeen. Uh, we are mining the very best film entertainment for all mankind. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. He always listens to his Oreos before betting done away. Mm, Oreo. Oh hi. Listen, here's the thing. If you can't spot the sucker in your first half hour of this movie, well. <laughs> Then you are the sucker. Hey, guys around here will tell you, you sack for a living, but it's like any other content creation endeavor. You can't sack for a living. You grind it out like toothpaste after your significant other squeezes from the top of the tube. Why? Also, here are some things I've heard from my day-to-day life as a podcaster. If it don't hurt, slam it in the car door. Mike, the Italian Ice Rodriguez in... Sucking on a fountain straw like that will get you face punched, dude. Mm. Drunk guy on fifth. Mm. And finally, winner's floss. Tommy the Tooth. God, how boring is something when you have to have nothing better to do than sit around quoting assholes and making up names for shit. Don't splash the pot. Wow. I think we already get a taste of what Dunaway might think of rounders. Yeah. 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 Uh, also with us, Randy, I'd like to invite hookers over when I'm in a red long underwear piece and a bowler hat, Jordan. Ah, aloha, Scott, Brian, Brian. Hi. Randy. Ever tell you boys about the time I ran a gambling establishment down nope. in San Antonio? Nope. True story. Easy pickings for me, buddy WTR. You can make a lot of money cleaning out suckers from all over. <laughs> you just got to follow my three rules. Number one. We don't call it Texas Hold'em in Texas. Actually, we don't call it anything. Anyway, number two, (laughs) always commit to your funny accent. Never, ever let it slip up. If you've got an Oklahoma accent or an Arkansas accent, you keep at it at all times. Except for me, I don't have an accent. Number three, (laughs) the key to never being caught by your tail is to not have one tail or two tails you want to have bushels in bushels of tails look around a gambling room in texas and it looks like a performance of the nutcracker put on by a bunch of coked up cats in chairs (laughs) (laughs) oh my god southern accent and and did i ever tell you about the time i dot 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 if we get one like old movie reference i think scott's gonna have uh, he's gonna open his mouth and a bunch of bees are gonna fly out yeah (laughs) yeah like tony todd that's how that'll go. With us finally, Brian, this movie is boring, Ibbet. 
<laughs> wow. Mm. Oh, okay, Brian. <laughs> Good luck. Listen, you son of bitch. I don't know what this filming sack is, but you're going to have to step up your game if you're wanting to sack me. I make many, many shit movies. You ever sack Jennifer 8, you son of bitch? No. I make Aragon. You sack that one? No. I make Mean and Iron Mist with Leonardo DiCaprio, and you don't sack that either. Oh, sure, you sack Con Air, but every freaking alligator blood podcaster sack Con Air. When you son of bitch going to sack Transformer Dark of Moon? Give me Oreo. Wow. I'm hungry. Is he, in that? Is he in Dark of the Moon? Oh. Yes, yep. along he with was... John Turturro. I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, really? I knew, I knew Turturro was in there. I yeah, knew he that. was also in Aragon, which is on our must-see list if it ever comes up. Wait, was Aragon? Oh, I thought that was Jeremy Irons. Am I thinking of the? Was he oh, in that John too? No. Oh. He is. All right. Well, there you go. Listen, here's Both the th- here's Both the them. thing with Malkovich. One of the great actors, man. The guy's amazing, versatile, weird, whatever. Uh, I don't know about this accent though. Like it's effective. <laughs> no. <laughs> like it's effective at me going. He's foreign, but I don't. F- I, I'm, I just it's feel not like if quite I was Russian, it's not great. Yeah, uh, where's our where's our go to Russian guy? I mean, why didn't we have Armageddon Russian in there? I mean, where was he at? I mean, <laughs> yeah. was he busy he that wasn't year? Actually, Russian. We apparently have no real Russian actors in North America. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We don't have. Well, okay. There's that Except dude. Except for Trump, ah! the, the guy. <laughs> Jeremy, by the way, Jeremy Irons and uh, John Malkovich both in Aragon with Jimon Hansu. Oh, okay. Okay, I knew Good. that. Oh. I knew Irons. That's a bad movie, by the way. Have you seen that? It's I no, no, I haven't. I've been waiting for us to sack it it's, so I can finally see it. It's not good. The book is very popular, and that movie's terrible. But uh, anyway, the the uh, deal with him, with Malkovich, is I find him compelling, and my favorite scenes in this movie were where he was in them. Uh, so it's not a problem. It's just that I hear that accent and go, y'all are faking this one. This isn't <laughs> This isn't real. Accent? I don't know, man. It's, I don't even know if I would classify it as an accent. It's more like... I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah, yeah it's uh, part of it is an accent. I think. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's very root is accent. It's, but it, I but don't it's know. Not, uh, it's not even Boris bad enough. No, like, no. So, it it uh, kind of reminds me of mumble rap, which is not really an accent as much as it's just an attitude. Mm. That's right. true. To my, to my ears, John Malkovich doesn't sound much different in this movie than Brian Ibbett just sounded in his <laughs> greeting. <laughs> yeah, no, you kind of nailed it, actually, by the way. like you, you, and, they, you, and they called it on Twitter. Nailed, People said, nailed the Russian accent or yeah. nailed the, uh, the John Malkovich Russian the John accent? The John Malkovich Russian accent or Russian accent. Like everybody, There was a lot of Twitter fervor going, oh, well, Brian will get this. He'll nail this. <laughs> Why, really? I didn't even see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. There was some yeah, of that because yeah. you're famous for having to get that good accent on TMS, but... Here's the here's the thing about his his performance though. Usually that breaks it for me. I can't do it if it's bad. Mm-hmm. But I was fine with it because it's John freaking Malkovich. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Like his room yeah. the room he's in is electrified when he's in it and I find him just so compelling it didn't matter. So it was fine. Right. He could have been Armenian, so, you know, he could have been whatever, it didn't matter. Right. You Malkovich, the name is Ukrainian, so I mean, eh, you know, so you would think possibly he's got some uh, yeah. roots there somewhere, right? Possibly, yeah. yeah but where, where accents aren't genetic. You know? <laughs> just right. Just for I the didn't record. say, but maybe he maybe he grew up with a grandpa or something, or right. Yeah, you know. oh, that's true. That's like, true. Maybe his, uh, his he has very little experience with um, what an, uh, <laughs> what a real Russian actually sounds like, because you know. <laughs> Is, is how he got the job. The yeah. Ukrainian, Czechoslovakian. Uh... I like the idea. I like Dunaway's idea. Right. He showed up for the, the thing and they all went, 
Oh yeah, you're, you're Malkovich. That's good. Malkovich. Get in here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you've, got the, be. you've got the job. Uh, we didn't even have to listen to you audition. <laughs> well, that's the other thing is I'll bet that's kind of true with him. If he agrees to be in your movie, I think people just oh, yeah. move out of the way and say, "Yep, come on in. Yeah. You're the water's yeah. fine." Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you definitely, you definitely. Uh, once you cast him, you definitely start writing the role a little differently. And and also he uh, he made the role his own. Like you really you really felt like he was the guy. Every other character in this movie could have been played by alternate actors, mm-hmm. and you would have had the exact same movie. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like, I agree. Like you don't need Ed Norton if you can get Sean Penn or Sam Rockwell. It's like. This the character it, itself is so interchangeable on its you know, face. Mm-hmm. I agree, but the more I thought about it, is there anybody better at trying to hype you up about something that is basically boring as mud than <laughs> Matt Damon? Mm-hmm. Because I hey, I'm not saying playing cards is boring. I'm saying for Brian watching somebody plays cards. Yeah, it's a really, yeah, I, you don't yeah. So, yeah, let's do you get watch, right to it. Do you watch any <laughs> right. of the uh, like the world Hey, Post- what do you think the answer is yeah, that before you even know? I'm thinking no. Right. But, but, I I really enjoy what those, a, actually. What, what about like other like competitive stuff that that people watch? You know, like I what's your sports world, Brian Dunaway? You like right, football. Okay, so okay, so I'm I'm okay with football most days because it gives me an excuse to eat chips and to walk around the house and not really watch okay because that's kind of how i watch football it's kind of like oh come in like oh did you see that cool yeah all right but, uh, but sitting sitting and staring you know longingly while people play uh, no, no not, not really your but not really your bag so no. so do you have uh is there anything outside of that where you are riveted in a in a, in a competition something that's visual? sports no because i'm i'm of the thought and the mindset that uh things that are active like that and that are so uh interactive with the individual uh i don't really like to watch them i like playing football I like playing cards. I like playing basketball. I like all these things, but watching them, watching, eh, yeah. not Brian's bag. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Now, this isn't to say I, I enjoy a good football game. I'm mostly a playoff Super Bowl kind of guy. I like yeah. uh, when things are coming to their to their you know penultimate moments and then their and then their finals. That's when I get excited. Yeah, um, and I can. I get like into, the party. I like the party surrounding it. Yeah, yeah. I the like. ambi. The, I was just gonna say the kind of ambient uh world that builds around such things is is really great uh there's a sound and a rhythm and a vibration to that that i love and i love a live like a live hockey game just puts me in a great place like but i can't stand hockey on tv so it's like this this weird um you know you got to be in the place for to enjoy it see it's funny yeah exactly like if i'm in a if i'm in the stadium watching a hockey game i'm riveted or a baseball game or, or whatever but watching, there are certain games I just can't sit and watch on TV. Baseball, hockey, or two of them. I can watch tennis. A toe, jeez. <laughs> I don't even know if I. Yeah, I don't even know if being there would make a difference for me with right. tennis. Yeah. Mm. Uh, golf. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, golf would yeah. probably be the worst. Yeah. But um, they do enough with the the World Series of Poker and stuff to kind of keep it interesting with. You know, showing you everybody's hole cards, showing you um, obviously the the turn and the river and the flop and all that, um, and also even showing you how many you know how much money each of them has. So you can say, oh well, if if Johnny Chan puts Phil Hellmuth all in, even if Phil Hellmuth Just has saying the, the names are boring. Me. Go ahead. <laughs> Come on. 
But here's the thing, like Brian, Ibit, you've already got sort of a tendency toward the kind of, and I don't mean just because you like Vegas, but I mean you sure. you like the game of of chance, and you like the where the skill comes into the games of chance, and like this seems like your bag completely to me. Like it's yeah. when when they're talking all the all the lingo, all right? The terms, yeah. We'll I'm thinking, oh, I'll bet, I'll bet Ibit's nerding I'll out. Split the, I'll splish the pot as much as I feel like you, son of beach. <laughs> yeah, son of beach. He could not stop saying that, that Oreo freak. Uh, but, so, uh, yeah, no, I do. I like the lingo, and I do. I, I'll just go out on record right now and say, I do like this movie. I like it. Uh, I it's, ag- it's not my I favorite agree. movie. Yeah. Okay, good. Right. I agree 100%. If poker and watching that kind of thing is your jam, this is steeped heavily in the culture, in the language. It's fantastic if you're into it. Okay. If you're not, you feel like you're watching somebody talking about inside baseball. I figure it's probably like how most of my family feels when I'm watching something like Sneakers, uh-huh. uh, the movie. Sure. And it's just sure. like, we could care less about the lingo, Brian. And like, <laughs> I like well, that, look how- wait, I like that you distinguish that it was Sneakers, the movie that you brought. <laughs> I wanted to make sure people didn't shoes. think I was right staring at a pair of shoes. Boring watching sneakers. That's about it. <laughs> but that's, but that's funny cuz that actually uh points to my big complaint about the film, which is that all right, it you know, it's it's painted with poker paint, but really right. it's just a an addict uh, po- po- uh every po- time po- I think paint. I'm out, uh, they pull me back in kind which, of trope. Which right? is really a sports movie. A yeah. series of tropes more mm-hmm. than anything else, or an right? alcohol series of tropes, or a but but it's not drugs, but mm-hmm. it's not an addiction movie. Like ultimately, it's like he's just finding his place in the world. He's not actually, you know, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. They, he's they, not. They he's not. It. He he, they, he doesn't en- enter recovery or die at the end of the movie. I is what I'm saying. Okay, right, right, right. Like, and a sports film, though, like it has all the beats, mm-hmm. all of the up-and-coming amazing athlete who faces trouble and turmoil and has the the things pulling him away and the the rugged relationship with the woman who leaves him and just like i I felt like uh, you could just have taken i I don't know uh the replacements and just written it about poker Mm. it's kind of pretty much and they pretty much did is and that's what I, I there's a couple of things i like about this movie even though it bored me to tears most times uh it was it was the fact that they had this flip on the addiction type film because it was a little bit of a flip because you think that's where they're going to fight, but mm-hmm. actually you turn to and go, no, this is not just an addiction. This is an actual dream of this guy, and he's really good at it, which I feel yeah. like are probably a lot of competitive poker players fight against because it's hard to explain uh, your passion and desire to do something that most people consider a vice. Mm-hmm. And, well, and, so, and, then, and then that kind of makes... Gretchen Maul out to be kind of the bad yeah, guy yeah, she, because yeah, just because I, he's ahead. good at something. He, he only stopped doing it because he had one fall and she probably swooped in at that point and said, well, then you should probably stop doing this. Never do this again. Promise right. me we'll never do this again. And I'll continue to have sex with you. Right. And, and screw this movie for not telling us what went on there. Like that's the, that's the, the thing that the movie doesn't care about its characters. It only cares about the game and the, the cool vibes and all this right, stuff. Right. And it never actually just gives you one minute of what is actually going on here. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and it, it just portrays him lying to her, which I mean, yeah, she should have left him. I guess it made that point. But mm-hmm. it's it's not like we know 
what you know what was going on for them before or yeah they, they infer a lot of that and you're supposed to fill in the blanks and i and i think it was a, is a bit he much. couldn't have been he couldn't have been happier when she packed her stuff up i know, you know right? it was like <laughs> she finally was did no it. moment she yeah did it. good i kept telling her she should do it and he kind of smiles a little bit yeah now i can um, go gamble freely and not think about it yeah right. exactly but it's funny because that you know it it sets him up as it makes you think at the beginning that he's this character that has a problem and he needs to stay away from cards because of that problem. And then, and then it's like the movie just all of a sudden says, you know what, actually this is what he's born to do. We should be happy at the end of the movie that he's going to go do that because he's good at it. And we're happy for him instead of, um, Oh no, he's going against the thing that he said he, that he'd never go against. And the big turning point or not turning point, the big, um, the place where I have an issue with that, um, where it turns from being like, all right, he's good. He's in control. He knows what he's doing. He's going to be all right. And this is what he was born to do. So he should do it. The only point that kind of, I have a problem with is during the, the, the poker game with, um, Malkovich yeah. with Teddy KGB. Um, <laughs> he has what he needs. He's got a little extra scratch to walk away. He gets up and walks away and it's the whole, you know, yeah, call him Marty, Marty McFly chicken. Kind of Double or nothing. Mm-hmm. Double or nothing. Right. The Marty mm-hmm. McFly chicken is like, wait a minute. Okay. Aren't, aren't we supposed to believe that he's, we have to root for him, but if we feel like he's got a problem and now he's got no safety net of, of, uh, so, so that's why yeah. it's so important that they portray him catching Malkovich's tell before that. Mm. And he does, they, yeah. they don't explain it. You have to follow along really closely Right. But when Malkovich checks the inside of the cookie the first time and they show Matt Damon's face, recognize, oh, mm-hmm. there's something here to this. I got to remember this. Like, you're supposed to get all this. If you're not really up with what's going on, though, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you're yeah. watching a boxing movie and you've never seen boxing before and, you know, and it's like, oh, there's the magic uppercut. I don't know what an uppercut is. So <laughs> I might, you know, like, it's going to be yeah. real dissatisfying. When, like you say, he doesn't walk away a winner. Not, o- a- not, not only that, but he's got, um, there's some really good acting going on in that scene when he figures out yeah. the tell. Uh, he's, uh, the, the Matt Damon face is some really good Matt Damon face. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's <laughs> very, it's, it's high quality stuff. And then, uh, you know, I, I still don't exactly understand what the tell is, though. Like, I'm, I'm okay. So, yeah, that's so what when, pissed me off. Have we said, have we said, everything. have we said what the name so, of this movie is yet? By the way, it's Rounders. <laughs> <laughs> they can look at the title of the pod. Okay, right, it's right. rounders, everybody. Okay, go ahead, Randy. We were, you were saying. I was just gonna say, um, it's it's not actually explicitly explained uh, as far as I could see, but I I went back and watched through the last sequence again, and I think it's either Malkovich looks at the filling of an Oreo when he's pondering bluffing, which is to say he doesn't have a pat hand, right. or he looks at the filling of an Oreo to see whether or not to bluff, as in if he breaks it apart and it goes on two oh. sides. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? That's what I, don't I think, assume. Oh, really? No, I don't think yeah. it has to do with like a, a, a flip of the coin, a flip of the Oreo. I think he's, I think when he doesn't have it, he, 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 he does eats the a Oreo. He sure, eats a okay. It, right, you always go with the simpler explanation, sure. But I'm just yeah. saying like, it, it, <laughs> you can make it as complicated as you want. The point is that Damon started noticing and that is the most insane ridiculous thing damon is the best poker player in the northeast and he's just now getting the tell of the guy that's been cleaning him out like no freaking way they actually show him 
in possession of books mm. of how to catch people's tells. <laughs> like th- this, just like it, well, I don't know. Here, I don't know. Here's that, a that paragraph. Really here's a paragraph I just found on the Rounders 1998 FAQ. Uh, Teddy's KGB tell was that when he had nothing and was bluffing, he would only break open his Oreo cookies but not eat them. Uh, okay. But when he would have a oh. winning hand, he would not only break open his Oreos, but he would also eat them. So he would eat them when it was a oh, winning really? hand. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's what this says. Now, whether no, this is better. accurate. I, I feel more hmm. satisfied now. God, that's, <laughs> that's a hard tell to come up with with just one time. Well, okay, one time that we saw that he broke his Oreo oh. open, closed it oh, back no, he up, did and it put the it first back time, in the The first time he cleans out Matt Damon. When he takes Matt Damon's oh, grant at the beginning, he does it a yeah. couple of times. Yeah. The Oreo oh, he's, thing. And, he's yeah. eaten so many Oreos, I could kind of see where you'd overlook it. No, I mean, but it's he is, he's like always got an Oreo it's, in his mouth, no matter where he's at. It's like Oreos. How's he not six hundred pounds? That this guy is on the top of a poker empire in New York State, and he's got this blatant tell, right. and nobody's noticed nobody's it. Nobody's ever, nobody's ever picked up on. It. It's not even like an eye twitch. It's not like a he scratches the side of his face. No, he is actually physically picking up something in yeah. a tray that is on the table, right. picking it up, breaking it open, and nobody has ever picked up on it. Yeah. I, I think right, and I, I thought Good about point. that too. I'm like, I thought about that. I was like, oh well, nobody's seen it but then i also tried to remember how he was how malkovich's character was seen by the 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 public or or the inside guys in that area i think no one it's kind of like the boss if you if you play the boss at golf you gotta lose matt damon wasn't really looking at him as the boss he was looking at his competition and i I only fault matt damon for not seeing it i don't blame the other people for not seeing it um Maybe just maybe it was his kryptonite. Yeah. Uh, well, let's listen. So, his partner over there in the freaking long underwear and stupid hat. He right. doesn't know anything. He doesn't. He can't tell <laughs> anything. Like, maybe it's right. new. Grandma is that was is that what they kept calling him? Grandma. Grandma or grandma. Gra- grandma. Grandma. G R A M A. So it's grandma. Grandma. But they call it okay. grandma. Yeah. That's okay. he was awful. He's the worst character in the yeah. entire thing. He like talked he was like so he talked. Mad. He, he, was t- he talked pretty- like Tony Soprano. He right. uh, had the the fashion sensibility of freaking Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, like I don't love know. love the fact that he walks around with a bowler hat and like a shirt yeah. with like gross stains, like a wife beater shirt with the most <laughs> disgusting stains on it. Yeah. Now he was, the was worst. that the thing that Gross got out this week? No, the, uh, no. Was Grandma? No, no Grandma didn't. Oh, gross let's me out. see. All right, hold on. Didn't even think about that. I had something for this. Give me a minute. All right. What was it? <laughs> but that guy. That guy's name is Michael Rispoli, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, he's Rispoli. That, yeah, this is a working actor. Like when you look at his list, it's like I don't remember him in Kick Ass. I don't remember him in Pain and Gain. I don't remember him in The Taking of Pelham One, Two, Three. But he's in all these movies. He's willing to take little roles, is mm. what I'm saying. Mm. Right, right. Uh, it, you guys would be surprised. I think what I thought was gross because the actual thing itself isn't that gross, but it's just the use of it. Mm. So if Ooh, that gives you any right. hints, I don't know if that'll give you a hint or not. But. I kept trying to figure out how Maklovich was going to gross you out with Oreos. I wasn't sure what he was yeah. doing wrong, but I was like, maybe he left it on the card table and and Scott's imagined his cigarette butts there or something. I just couldn't. <laughs> those, well, those disgusting yeah. plastic right. trays that he keeps his. Uh, yeah, that's disgusting. I will. I will. Not keep uh, food in those plastic trays. That's true. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, I like that they. He was treating them like poker chips, though. It was kind of cool. But, yeah, that was clearly clever. Yeah, it was all right. But I okay. So I'll just I'll save you guys some pain here. It was Oreo related. Uh, it's it's this close up shot of him peeling him apart. And eating them on camera and all the lip smacking noises that makes. 
I can't do that. And this is yeah. coming from a guy who occasionally, with Brian Nibbett on the morning stream, <laughs> will yeah. eat Oreos, eat Oreos exactly on the that. air. So it sounds hypocritical, but I'm just saying there's something about this like almost pornographic uh, Oreo eating. I couldn't do it. I was almost going to eat Oreos all throughout my yeah, my intro. intro. <laughs> you wow. could. You probably got three or four boxes of those things. I still do. There. I have. I I still have fireworks. The the ones with the uh, uh, the ones with the pop rocks in them. Oh my I don't gosh. know how many different Oreos I still have it's, in my. Will, here. will there ever be a more unnecessary and more gross eating sequence than uh, Denethor in Return of the King? Mm. Oh mm. no, no. Pretty rough. I mean, oh, the reason yeah, the that's reason that's horrible. rough though yeah. is because it is intentionally rough, and I wonder if there's anything that wasn't meant to be that gross, but is. There's probably something oh, just, I can't think it's of. It's just so like it's it's one of the few things I remember so clearly about that movie. Yeah. Like yeah. Like that's, I, that's what I made it so hard to watch Fringe initially. Yeah. <laughs> good point. Good point. No one. That guy, that guy doesn't Fringe. have like chicken grease still smeared all over the sides <laughs> of his face. Yeah, that was gross. Plus, you don't need was it Mary or Pippin singing the whole time? Like it's just oh, a bit yeah. much. Oh, right. It was hard to that watch. Makes it, that makes it. That really takes it up a notch. Yeah. The, kicks the it, small man singing thing. Kicks it. <laughs> kicks it way up there. But Rounders. Okay, Rounders. Directed by John Dahl. Guy I'd never heard of. Done a bunch of other oh. random stuff. He's fine. Whatever. He's pretty good. He's, um, do he you, does he does good stuff. I mean, do you have any other connections to him, Scott? Uh, like anything that that you're like, oh yeah. Um, not really. Let's see. You know what? Let me let me remind myself. So last I looked at this bald guy, he had also done uh, nothing I heard of. God, yeah, he's he's something called Joyride. Something called he's oh, a, the last production. Okay, so, so he's uh, a he's a TV Rubina. director now. Yeah, and, that's all he does now is TV. And he directed some really good episodes of Justified, my friend. Like mm. if you oh, really? if you look through them and actually go look up their synopsis, you go, oh yeah, that was awesome. Mm. Yeah, he's done some uh, good, uh, yeah, good good episodes of a lot of stuff. Yeah, Calvin, uh, House of Cards, Dexter. Oh, those, Arrow, those are good. Um, justified shameless. Iron, Iron Fist, which has been overly derided, in my opinion. I agree. I really like uh, Iron Fist. Yeah, uh, I think Breaking I, Bad. I, which episode of Breaking Bad did he do? The, the fly one. Let's just kidding. <laughs> I think I think he's a lot better TV director, and here's why. I think Rounders tried to pack in too much in too short of a time, and the thing that bored me to tears about this movie mostly was the fact that Matt Damon kept quoting people that I've never heard of and kept using all these different terms, and every conversation was just laced. Mm. I mean, covered in poker terms, and I just I couldn't focus. I felt like I was, I was so, on the outside. And, and I there's, felt, one, like there's one thing I keep thinking about that, because it is like a sports movie in that regard, right? If you don't know the sport, you're kind of left out. But there's also a thing here where poker as an activity is very much in your head. And right. so in order for it to be on film, you have to have a lot of narration, right? He's telling you a ton of things that he's thinking. I actually wonder if this makes a better book than oh, a movie. Oh, I, I think a book would be great. I think, the, like I said, I, I, didn't, I, didn't feel like the, I didn't feel like the dialogue was delivered too slowly. As a matter of fact, they kept coming at you. The only problem was I couldn't get any traction on it. And also... One thing that I noticed that kind of made me feel like maybe I would feel more invested is if I actually knew what they had in their hand because they never showed an actual full hand. Mm -hmm. They talked about what the oh, hand yeah. was, but they never That's actually said, "Okay, here's the you know here's here's what's on the table, here's what's in my hand." Okay, which, cool. 
I, I was I, trying to decide how I felt about that. I forgive is, it for that. Mm. Yeah, because a lot of movies, poker movies, even you know, non-movies where it's about something very specific that not everybody knows every single thing about, they'll like say, now a tell is when some guy will like scratch the side of his face or, you know, and, and they right, had the perfect right. thing for that with Matt Damon's narration. They easily could have done that. And the fact that they didn't, I felt like, uh, like it made it a better, a better I think that's, film. I think that's the reason why this movie sits around 50% on Rotten Tomatoes in most places. It's right mm-hmm. in the middle of, cause you can't quite, it's like, you can't really say it's a bad movie, but you can't really get far into it and really like love it it's just average. If that maybe makes sense but the acting yeah. I, I, they haven't, we haven't brought this up yet i think the acting across the board is really solid except for maybe great. Gretchen, gretchen mall's yeah. not that great she's all right but whatever i, I love fam famke jansen's character i wish we could have had more yeah she yeah. was super interesting she was serious great. boy movie like this is such a boy movie yeah. you, look at the, <laughs> you look at the poster and you're thinking, okay, this is going to be a poster of about five men sitting around a poker table, yeah. staring, staring back at you. Yeah, and right. like it's got, it's got Walter Matthau in it. He should be on the yeah. poster. And no, well, some, uh, somehow, Landau, Gretchen Mole is in, right, in right, between. Right. It looks like a, it looks like a movie about a love triangle, where, yes. where uh, Matt Damon and Ed Norton are fighting over Gretchen Mole. That's what the movie looks like on the poster. It makes no sense. Yeah, it doesn't really. Martin Landau, uh, uh, John Malkovich, who else we have not mentioned? John Turturro, we mentioned him. Mm, uh, a bunch of guys from The Sopranos that weren't on The Sopranos yet, mm-hmm. but would be. Right. <laughs> uh, it's it's really well acted, and I, and I have to say, I'm not really a fan of early Matt Damon movies. Like, they all kind of, I don't know what it is. There's something too youthful about him or something punky <laughs> about him. But, there's some, but he's really good in this. He's uh, amazing in this, and Ed Norton kills it. I think Ed Norton's amazing in this. Um, yeah. In fact, I had this question that I wrote down about Ed Norton as the character of Worm. Uh, he, I, I feel like he doesn't do this stuff anymore. Like I feel yeah. like he, but he's he's very quiet now. There's not a lot happening. Like not since, I feel like not since like the 2008 Hulk movie. Just been kind of mm-hmm. quiet, and yeah, totally. I, I don't know why. I mean, I know he's been in things. He was in Moonrise Kingdom, which was great, and some other things. But all of that guy's movies, <laughs> yeah, every <laughs> every Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I Thank feel you. like uh, Norton is probably due for like a, a really good series TV show, like uh, you know, right. doing a um a, an FX Fargo style. Thing. He'd be great in something. I, yeah, like a detective. I am blown away by FX, by the way. Oh my gosh, casting. Uh, Mad Max in this mm-hmm. Taboo series. I, I just started watching Taboo, and oh my gosh, it's really good. It is, it is amazing. It's really good. That's All, actually his. Yeah. Uh, he's an executive producer on that. Um, uh, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, what's his name? Freaking, I should know it. Mad Max. Anyway, that guy. You know what I want him in, mm. and and I know this is gonna this is gonna sound a little bit crazy, but I want there to be a major like HBO funded produced Blade Runner TV series. Mm. And I want someone like Ed Norton in there. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. If you, if you look at Blade Runner now, like the new movie mm-hmm. and kind of think about it, it's, it's nothing but skinny people, like eh. really skinny people. <laughs> Nobody eats well in the, in the, th- that future. Yeah. yeah. Right, and right. and it, it works okay. It works just fine because they're they're in a, you know, they're in a bad place, right? Like mm-hmm. they're they're skinny by, you know, you know, because they have to be. Mm-hmm. But something about Ed Norton when I see him, I'm just like, gosh, he's such a waif. Mm-hmm. But he's yeah. got an oversized personality. <laughs> and I could just see him 
dialing it way down to that thing he does when he's being serious and glaring. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> and and he would just be perfect to be, you know, the is he or isn't he replicant who's, mm-hmm. you know, continuing the adventures in a TV he series. He just he makes this he makes what he does look easy. He's one of those actors where I just feel like there's an ease at which he falls into a character and you don't have to think about the acting. He's just being the thing he's supposed to be. And yeah. this is what a year after Fight Club, uh, this this same year, nineteen ninety eight, that Rounders came out. He ended up doing um, what's that other big one? Oh, American History X was that year. Yeah, yeah. Like busy year for a uh, busy couple of years for for that guy. And I don't know. I just feel like we should be hearing more from him now, and we're not so much. I don't know. Is, is it my imagination, or have we done a lot of 1998 films lately? I feel oh, yeah. like maybe that was We're, a crap year. We have we have <laughs> 80, 87, 88, and 97, 98 for some reason are really heavy yeah. for us. Yeah, the 98, 98 was a big year for movies. Uh, also, this was you got to remember this is in fact this is uh, probably not our certainly not our first, but the first Weinstein movie since. Uh, we started, or since the Weinstein stuff happened, it's right? Thing. Oh, well, right. Yeah. Right. Sure. oh, wow, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, it was, Miramax, oh, yeah. it was a Miramax deal produced by the mm-hmm. Weinstein brothers, blah, 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 all this stuff. Have so, we, yeah, Matt, Matt I, Damon and, I know and, and Ben. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Have we done Armageddon? That's yes. another yes. 98. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. yes, Armageddon. Yes. All right. I can never remember if we've like if that's one of the ones that we've always talked about doing. I've never done it. That was the one. No, that was the we've one that we thought for a long time that we had done and hadn't. And then when we finally did it, now we think yeah. we haven't done it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's it. That's exactly it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dark City was ninety-eight. The Truman Show, Shakespeare in Love, Big Lebowski. That wouldn't be good, obviously. Blade. The first Blade would be great. Yeah. I'd watch Blade um, again. Here's. Here's some bad ones for you. out of sight. Right, right. Odd Couple 2. Mm-hmm, Got to see it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a great one. My <laughs> Giant with Billy Crystal. Never saw it. Bad Can't movie. wait to see it. Bad movie. Godzilla. That was oh, it was so oh, bad. We have I to see that one. one. That's absolutely The Matthew sad. Broderick one is oh, it's so bad, yep, guys. Yep. Sphere, Sphere, which we've seen here. Uh, yeah, we have. Yeah. Ed, Eddie Mur- would be a good one. Yep. Eddie Murphy, when he first started coming back to a crap show, The Holy Man, I don't know if you remember, was like, mm-hmm. Bowfinger was okay, right? Wasn't he in that? Yeah, Bowfinger was, was good. Like right yeah. around that time. So Bowfinger yeah, wasn't so, really a Eddie Murphy movie as much as it was a Steve Martin Eddie Murphy joint. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Our right. our nineteen ninety seven list includes Face Off, The Game, Gattaca, Con Air, and by the way, nineteen ninety seven includes freaking Matt Damon winning an Oscar for writing for Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> yeah. And 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 he acted in, of course, he was the lead. Yeah. And it's hard to believe that he's coming off that here. You don't. This doesn't seem like a coming off of an Oscar win movie. Well, probably because it was being filmed before he had that Oscar in his hand, even like you know, right. probably probably right. well yeah. into production or whatever. But you know, I look at him now, and he's he's you know these days he's seasoned and older and. And, he's and, Jason Bourne. Yeah, but not and not only that, he's you know he's cameos in things that are huge and. You know, he was in that interstellar thing for a hot minute and and he just there's something more there's a maturity about him now that I really like and look forward to. But back in the like the swoopy 90s hair days that he had, I wasn't really a fan of any of that. But this for whatever reason, he's great in this. Everybody's great in it. I That's oh, my big shit. hang up with the movie is everybody's pretty great. I didn't think Gretchen Maul is very good, but whatever. Everyone else is really good. John Turturro, man, mm, he yeah. was he just. 
just just yeah, but it. name a bad John Turturro performance. Ah, I mean, that's a good point. Uh, that yeah. thing we watched that that uh, Coen no, Brothers. No, Barton Fink. Barton Fink. Oh, hey, was he, even that was good. He was great. I, in that I didn't as think well. he was that good. Oh I felt like, man, <laughs> he I was... felt like we could he could do better. But um, the 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 <laughs> thing here the thing here is you're you're absolutely right, Scott. That and if you look back at over the last few minutes, all we've talked about is the script yeah. being the problem. And I, I really I really agree. Like. These are great actors. They're shot well. The music is the leftovers from Shawshank Redemption from yeah, top yeah. to bottom for some reason. Uh, like, it's all fine. But yeah. we just don't have the substance for them to chew through. Like, if you, a, a, a movie from the previous year, that uh, another 97 film, is as good as it gets mm. with Jack Nicholson. And uh, if you think about it, man, that script is just better. It's just, maybe like, maybe that was just literal. Maybe it was as good as it gets, and this next year was just like whatever <laughs> we have. You know, oh, I see. Right? So that script, literally, that movie was meant to be as good as it ever is going to get. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the end. It's like okay, hey, this is it. Oh, okay. But, uh, another thing about films at that time is they had more comedy than Rounders did. Rounders had almost nothing. In terms of comedy, oh, there was no levity. Really. There was, yeah, there was yeah. one sequence of Ed Norton right before he gets out of prison, taking cigarettes from people and then throwing them away. Yeah. That was it. That yeah. was all of the comedy. Which, the which, by the way, in the trivia says was a hugely intentional thing. He was supposed to be a smoker in this movie, and I guess Ed Norton is like this outspoken, hate smoking, anti smoking, yeah. yeah, body purifier kind of guy. Yeah, so he was like, yeah. f that, and so instead he made it like I mean, it, it the works other way. really well because it really makes him out to be a, a bigger. Dick, Dick than, yeah, uh, than, like, oh. than, than he probably was originally written. <laughs> yeah. um, do you think, all right, so we talked about the script then being the problem, uh, kind of Blade Runner this. Is the movie better if you strip out Matt Damon's mon uh, his, uh, his monologue? Oh, his, I was just, that's uh, so funny you brought that narration. up. I just, on my very uh, next list I have, what, how do we feel about the narration? That's totally funny. It's, it's only... definitely more better for people who know every little thing about poker. Oh, I think <laughs> for people who don't, you know what I'm saying? Right. Do you think it's better for people who don't know poker? I, way more better, per perfecter. I think it's more, way more perfecter, better. I think if this movie was four hours long, you could get rid of that part that he was doing, which was the which was the tighten the film up. That really needed to be. It really needs to be a TV series. I mean, if you really wanted to write this script and show it on TV, it really needs like ten episodes to really pull you in and and make it enjoyable in my opinion well i mean I i've seen movies that i think just handle the whole card thing better i think 21 handled it better i think even even um uh what's the um oh shoot can't think of it all of a sudden the dustin hoffman tom cruise thing um that would be the right. color or, uh rain man rain man even though it's just one sequence handles mm -hmm. the entire world of cards and how they work yeah it, but that's just a quick stroke i mean if you really wanted to because this was supposed to really pull us in yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I completely agree with what yeah. you're saying. But to me, it's like, uh, what was the, oh, yeah, col the Color of Money one, and then the one it was based on with the, uh, the Hustler. Hustler. Yeah. And that was and that was mostly character development. That was working with our characters, where this one doesn't really work with the characters. This is trying to give us a whole slew of interesting characters and just not enough time to explore all Do you think we'll ever get to a place where, like, CCGs, uh, video game, card games like the Hearthstone or whatever. Do you think we could ever get to a place where 
they're also such a part of a potential underbelly of society that there's like mobsters involved and <laughs> absolutely that yes. will be oh my God, that's yes, hilarious like magic the gathering rounder yeah like, right. uh, yeah i would watch I that had the uh, i knew he had the scepter of uh, yeah right. look you've got Jacob, the, but uh should have like thrown up make sure he plays it <laughs> I'd like to see the kingpin of esports. I would love to see that. The black, the black Lotus was fake. I could see it. Yeah, I could see it from across the room. Nobody can afford it. Yourself tree mana from the bottom of the deck. We caught you. I, I I just, I just want to say yes. And the deal here is, it's, it's coming a lot later than you think, because what makes these movies isn't people like Matt Damon being interested in. Texas Hold'em. What makes these movies is these elderly producers being interested in Texas Hold'em, mm. and they—that's a carryover from decades ago. So they, so the people now who are loving Hearthstone, and get a bunch of money together, like forty years from now, they're going to make movies like that. Maybe not about Hearthstone specifically, but like that. Yeah, I could and see. That's how you got Power Rangers. You're welcome. I, I could see. <laughs> I could see, like, you know, like literally Magic the Gathering being the point of contention in a, in a dark, smoky room um, and, and that sort of thing for a different generation. Like, I could totally see that being a thing. But that's yeah, you got to you got to you got to experience it and then grow up and digest it before you can really put this on paper, I think. Plus, wasn't this right around the time that Texas Hold'em became a thing? Like, right. Prior Which to came this first, rounders. Totally or, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I'm Texas Hold'em has been around forever. So rounders came no, later, but. but it's, but it being like the like oh my god I gotta go home and watch ESPN because World Series of Poker's you man actually is right around this time and it probably you know it may have been it may have been Rounders it may have been uh, all the other culture. pop culture poker yeah. things that were going on at the time but my buddy Alan and I decided oh we could totally play poker like we've been playing poker on on this online thing right. and and against each other it's like oh we could totally do this and we went to uh, Central City which is the gambling town here outside of uh, Denver. And sat down at a table, plunked our money down, and I think we were probably picked off just like those guys with their names <laughs> on their freaking name tags in Atlantic City in this movie at the at the Trump Taj Mahal. Yeah, probably yeah. in about fourteen minutes. Is that by where they were, rounder. by the way? Was that where they I were? Wanna, the Trump Taj Mahal? Is that what it was? Yeah. Oh. I want to ask everybody if you've got a. You've got to be the only person who didn't see that Trump logo oh, like seriously? emblazoned all over. I missed the place. it. I missed it. I was groaning at it. Uh, the, <laughs> I want to go around real quick. Everybody, do you have a favorite movie that includes poker playing? I'll, I'll, I'll even extend that to sort of like any table card game, so you can include Casino Royale if you want to. But it's like an, anybody have a favorite? Yeah, I have a favorite. I have a favorite. It's, uh, it's called The Grand, and it's okay. very. It's not very well known. It's got. Uh, it's got uh, Cheryl Hines. It's got Chris Parnell. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Um, uh, freaking uh, uh, David Cross. And it's about, it's about, it's kind of like a, a mockumentary about all these different people kind of going to the World Series of Poker. And it follows each of them and how they build themselves up and, and make their money and stuff like that. And it's, it's done improv style. And it's so freaking funny. It's, and it's a I, Zach Penn movie, so if you liked The Avengers, you're going to love The Grand. <laughs> They're the same, right? Exactly the same. Exactly the same. Wow. But it feels like uh, the Curb Your Enthusiasm of poker movies. It's so funny. Right. right. I'm into that. I, uh, for me, it's, uh, it's uh, Tombstone and the scene, oh, the scene where, uh, 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 what's his name, Doc Holliday is just completely jacking those people at the beginning oh, and yeah, uh, yeah. ends up getting out of there with his nasty girlfriend. I like that scene. That's right. good poker. I mean, it's not about I'm, poker, but it features poker. So there you go. 
Right, right. Uh, yeah, you that's, know, that's Pharaoh, by the way. Oh, they were playing Pharaoh. Is that the deal? Yeah. yeah. What the hell is Pharaoh anyway? I don't know what that is. Is that a game? It's a, it's it's a, uh, French poker. Oh, I mean, it's very very similar. Ah, yeah. French poker. Yeah, we call Patrick <laughs> a French poker once in a while. Wee wee poo poo. Wee wee poo poo. Dunaway, do you have a do you have a favorite? Absolutely. We saw it here on FilmSack. Oh, Maverick. Maverick. Well done. Uh, yeah. Good choice. Yeah, good yeah, call. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good one. Yeah, good uh, call. All, yeah. <clears throat> that's about, yeah, maybe yeah. the best part of that movie was the poker playing. I agree yeah. with that. Uh, well, it, it, it framed it in a way that I felt like I was having fun. Mm-hmm. Now, this is Jean Grey when she was still Jean Grey, right? When <laughs> right. was when was the... No, no, that's not true. She wasn't uh, the, the first... She wasn't. That's like 2001 before... Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. Yeah, she had just been Xenia on the top, I think, is the only thing we'd seen her right. seen her in before Well, this. prior to that, she was um, the chick on Star Trek that was hormonal and making oh, everybody on the oh, ship yeah. go crazy. Yeah. Did, did, I'm sorry, Randy, did you say what your favorite uh, poker... No. I actually, when I when I included Casino Royale, I decided I'm going to stop there because they, what for whatever reason yeah. they there's a really important Texas Hold'em game, uh, you know, shoehorned into that movie. But it's actually really well shot and done. And for once, it's a movie with a serious poker sequence where they don't explain the game to the audience. For Pete's sake, I felt like Rounders was spending so much time telling the audience what was going on, like. Shut up! But Casino Royale does it right. Mm, that's yeah, true, and I, and I should have said this. I just it just occurred to me how cool the uh, the gambling bits were in come or uh, Hell or High Water was really good as, <laughs> oh, yeah. as far as the like recent gambling bits. Oh yeah, <laughs> had this great song by Coulter what? Wall in the background and this like just insanity. Uh, what's it? I can never remember his name. The brother, the brother that's a crazy in that. Um, oh, uh, it's uh, Ben Foster. Ben Foster is I love yeah. him, and I never remember his name. But anyway, and, he's and he's also, losing it in there, and I love it. It's really good. Can Can I get a call on Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels? Yeah, that's that a good fit? one. That's good. That one fits. Sure, that, it does. That good. has been one that is on my shame list. I have oh. never seen oh, it. You should but see I it. No, I know it's fantastic. From everybody that that I respect, seems to like it. So I, I know I need to watch it. It was like the. Second or third DVD I ever owned, but I just want to—I I just want to say, like, get your expectations down a bit. It's not that great. It's like, pretty it's a, good, though. It's a small movie. It's a small right, movie, right. but it's pretty great. It's it's British mobsters, and that's enough for me. You know, that's good enough. That mm-hmm. kind of Cockney thing with the just mm-hmm. ultra violent whatever, and it's and you know this was early. Um, what's his beak? I think it was name either. Uh, Jason Statham, Vinnie Jones. No, the director. Guy Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie, early Guy Ritchie, I, I, Ritchie yeah, and and, and for a, Guy Ritchie. yeah, and I feel for you, Dunaway, because for a lot of us, it was like the first time we ever saw Jason Statham and Vinnie Jones, and they're both bigger than life by a lot in this movie. Oh yeah, right. oh they're great, and there's the uh, what's his name? Oh shoot. Anyway, they're always all, oi, oi, you want me sh- I should run right. around. Like, it's just such a great grunty. See, I like those things. I kind of have an idea of what the movie is like because I've seen plenty of trailers, plenty of scenes from the movie but i've never actually sat down and watched it i really want to focus on it now while you guys were all watching that and watching uh rounders and all that crap i was watching stuff like uh the faculty okay uh, oh, yeah sure. because oh, i yeah, love Famke jansen's in there too isn't she yeah Is she? she was same oh. same year and uh man i i loved I, I think the thing that got me into that movie was the soundtrack i bought the soundtrack right away when it came out uh, and it had a lot of like allison chains and just doing these cover yeah. tunes of, and it, it was 
I, I really like that movie. Didn't John, well, like we watched it here on the show, didn't we? Didn't we watch that here? Yeah, we, we watched did. that. We did. Yeah. Yeah. It's got that scene with uh, with uh, John Stewart with a pencil in his eye. Remember that? Yes. <laughs> That's right. I, yeah. I don't understand how Robert Rodriguez doesn't have, you know, a long, lustrous career of movies like that. Mm. Why? Right. What what happened? What, like, did, did he just get, get to making kids' films only? Mm. And that's I think that's he started... I, I think... No, I think what happened was... This man is one of those. Look, I know just about everybody in Hollywood is movie lovers, but there's certain levels of movie loving, and I think that Robert Rodriguez has a level, an appreciation of not just making films, but watching films and and learning the history of films. And I think he's very well versed in that. And I think, I don't know, I, I think he's just kind of. He's doing his own thing. I think he made enough money that he's happy, and I'm just putting words in his mouth. But I feel like he's just well. Uh, plus, he's got his whole. Life. He's got a, a literally a, a TV channel he created, and on that channel, yeah. he's got a From Dust Till Dawn series that people are actually really oh, fond yeah, of. The, and, uh, oh, I love that 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 channel. Uh, I watch it. Uh, every is it time called? I, I can't remember the name of the damn thing. Uh, I can't remember uh, the name of the uh, channel. It's L, the L Ray Network. L Ray Network. Yeah, it's it's it it's huh. like he's doing all kinds of crazy stuff. But then I don't think he. I mean. It's been a while since he's done a kids movie. He's he's like. Are you kidding? He's working on one right now. He's got a Spy Kids coming out in like six months. Yeah, but he's got also right after that in the same year, Machete Kills in Space. He's got. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, Spy Spy Kids is really only really kids movie, and that's kind of like an anomaly that you can't seem to get away from. Yeah. it's just one of those things. Yeah. It's like ah, it's also like I got to make another one. Yeah, he's gonna make five, I think. Like that, it's it's a lot. He's it's a, a big chunk of his career. But look at this yeah, one, Alita, one. Battle Angel, Ugly Dolls. Uh, he's doing a live action Johnny Quest, which could be for kids, I guess. Uh-huh. Machete kills in space. Something called One Hundred Years back in twenty fifteen. Never saw it. Uh, oh no, it says twenty one fifteen. How can that be right? What uh, IMDb <laughs> here, jacked up? But like, You're gonna put that in the time booth yeah but, but like matador <laughs> that tv show that's i mean this is a lot of adult stuff the last um uh the you know planet terror and forward like there's there's spy kid stuff in there but it's still mostly adult fare the point is i think he is just like a guy who's not happy just doing a movie once in a while i think he wants to right, right. do a whole shitload more than that and for whatever it's worth he seems to do it all with a hat on which is great well right, and he also right. he also just it's clear that, that that i forgot what we were talking about the faculty yeah. It's, yes. it's clear that Rodriguez doesn't see that as his strength. No. Which which is too bad because as much as I love, uh, you know, like a, a good Danny Trejo hacks up the world movie shot on a $50,000 budget, it's like I don't think that's his strength. Yeah. I, I think he's uh, he's short-selling himself as a director. Yeah, but you got to say, I mean, 90, I think he's 90, enjoying himself. Oh, of course. But 95's Desperado, that's the business, man. That is the right. movie for me. Like, okay, but it's 22 years ago. It was, like, and it was great. Like you have, you have children that are, uh, you know, younger than that movie. Like, yeah, yeah, two of them. Think about that. <laughs> <laughs> two of them, in fact. Um, all right. I didn't, I didn't mean to get all the way over here. Hey, Predators. He did that one too. That had old what's his face in it, didn't it? Didn't that have uh, one of our? Acted, what Adrian Brody like? Oh like, yeah, Adrian Brody, Brody yeah. was in that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a broken nose looking face in it. Yeah, always yeah, does. always does. Yeah, him and I think he could morph him and him and Owen Wilson back and forth, and Owen Wilson would just go wow every time. Well, kind of like the before I'd, I'd and after that. picture of noses, right? <laughs> it's like uh, Adrian Brody's the before. Yeah, and we get all the way over here. By the way, I mean we're like we started with Fonka Jansen. Uh, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fifty-three years That's... old. She's from the Netherlands. Wow. She's amazing. 
I love her. She's striking even today in in a thousand different ways. No wonder Worf, Picard, and Riker all got super hot for her in that episode of Star Trek. <laughs> uh, but also, she's just she seems just really with it. I watched an Ellen interview she did back in like '03 or something. Uh, right. it, was a, it was probably related to one of the X Men sequels or something. But she was unbelievably charming and smart and uh barely she so you think she should have this accent because she's from that part of the world but she's she's pretty much lost it it's gone but she can very quickly like speak uh the languages of her youth and it's just she's charming as ah i just want to i want to live next door to her now she's in her 50s i want to go over there and say hey do you need the uh, how's your yard do you need any help i'll trim your trees (laughs) Yeah, you want with all this bushes. stuff with Weinstein going on, you're going to say something like this. <laughs> you want to go trimmer hedges. Right. You? No. You're going to you be over said. there knocking on our door. That's a good way to yeah. go ahead. And, yeah. <laughs> but I do, have a, I do have a theory, though. We are, because we're digging into 90s movies, I mean, we're kind of all over the place, but we're going to start seeing a lot of Weinstein movies, whether we like it or yeah. not. Oh, yeah. yeah. That yeah. dude had his finger in every... Uh, I, it's really I, just yeah. a matter of like seeing the thing. You know, it would be with with Netflix doing what they're doing with Kevin Spacey and just kind of excising him and, and the House of yeah. Cards stuff. It was, certainly would be very easy for them to say, you know, that little Weinstein logo that appears before movies. We're going to go ahead and just not show you that. Mm. <laughs> that's not going to happen. That's not going. We're taking that away. Because yeah. that's usually the the big reminder is that you're watching yes. the Weinstein movie. Did yeah. you do you guys watch Hemlock Grove? No. No, no. I hear she's really good in that. Yeah. Oh, she's in that. I didn't know that. She's also isn't she also in that uh, James Spader thing, the uh, Blackout Uh, or Black Blacklist. Blacklist. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 She's in that. I thought. Oh, she was. Yeah. Yeah, She was like a right. Not a not a every episode. Not a major part. No. No. She showed up a couple times. Yeah. But anyway, the 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 thing with the Weinstein stuff is that culminated in that two two a.m. watching of Hateful Eight that I watched. Oh, I hadn't, oh. I hadn't seen Hateful Eight yet. Okay. And because oh. Tarantino likes those big yellow letters for everything and likes oh. to pretend like it's 1973 when he makes his movies <laughs> um, and even has the little copyright and tr- true color bullcrap or whatever below the main titles, and he's so into that, Weinstein right. gets a big old fat Harvey Weinstein oh, bold lettered giant name in that thing, and it was really disconcerting. Uh, see, I've got so- the Hateful Eight, the Django... Uh, two-pack recently and i didn't know he was involved with any of that stuff hey can i still watch it though Is he's it oh okay yeah no though? you totally sh- you totally should but here's the thing all all of tarantino's movies are produced by weinstein's company every single ah. one of them well, you know, up to now up to, up <laughs> to now his la- his new his manson thing he's working on is now sony picked it up and he's not he's not doing any weinstein business well guess, neither is weinstein uh, but anyway ibit did you see hateful eight i did see hateful eight yeah it's it's such a one-trick film like it's it's like you take uh, a part of a Tarantino film, like take the, you know, take the 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 Madsen uh, trauma scene from uh, his oh god, the uh, <laughs> Reservoir Dogs from Reservoir Dogs. So we're we're in a warehouse. Put all the right. other characters from Reservoir Dogs in there, <laughs> and then and then make me sit and watch them and interact for enjoy. two hours, knowing there's, there's I loved it. I like it. Yeah, I loved it. But it's just like. Like do something, man. Like what Tarantino is just—he's just doing this one thing over and over and over, and it's just—I don't know—I'm getting really know. bored really, really like, fast. I really like films where you've got one location, everybody's kind of jammed into this location. There's no getting out of it, and you're—you're you're kind of 
trapped like uh, uh, spiders in a mason jar with a little kid outside with a <laughs> yeah, magnifying yeah. glass. But you, you say That's everybody like they're different. They're all Quentin Tarantino. People are <laughs> <But> playing <laughs> different I parts of it. Quentin Tarantino. Everybody's yeah. everybody's licking feet. It is awesome. No, I really, okay. I came away from that thinking that's, I really liked Hateful Eight. And, I, and I'll say oh. this one other thing about it. That performance by Jennifer Jason Lee blew my freaking mind. I thought she was yeah, incredible she was in that. Insane. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I, okay, look. Okay, I want to I wanna justify uh, being able to watch these movies again. Okay, so Weinstein, other than, other than putting his money which he didn't earn by molesting people, get granted, okay? Wow. He just earned it, we're doing this. right? Yeah. So, yeah, no, you can you can watch a Weinstein movie without feeling any guilt that you're supporting a, a, a right. creeper because he was he's uh, executive producer. That's all he did was just front the money, nothing to do with the directing, the writing, the acting. Yeah, but that. every time, just, but but think of it this way: like your quiet. Netflix subscription, uh, whatever percentage piece of it. Uh, pennies perhaps uh, somehow are in the pocket of, of Weinstein or at least the Weinstein company or at least Miramax who's owned by the Weinsteins because they everyone's getting paid down the line it's all residuals so there's no way of getting away w around that now where I here's where here's my break or here's my line and Dunaway you can decide if this line works for you uh, he, he didn't make any of these movies you're right he's the money he's the back he's the background he's the whatever it's the creative force of those who make the film that I care about uh, when, if, if I find out that Tarantino is Weinstein level douche, right, right. that's when I, it's, it just becomes, right, it's not right. even a principal thing where like, I refuse and so should you to watch a dare to dare. <laughs> for me, it's just, it feels gross for me to watch it. Like for me to go watch a Kevin Spacey movie right now, it'd be really hard. Right. I right. can't Even the it. ref, it's, it would be really hard for you right now. Yeah, it would yeah. be. It's almost like, it's almost like a self-imposed boycotts. And a lots of times we have a lot of boycotts down here in the South. Okay. And I have seen a lot of towns suffer, even though no one really in that town agrees with whatever the controversy is. But people like go, well, I'm not going to that location because, you know, there was there's somebody there that does shit stuff and we're boycotting that whole place. And it's like, but these other people are good people and they really worked hard to put these buildings up and to, you know, make a living is it is it you know i don't know it's unfair it's unfair, a, it's unfair it's to unfair. them but it's not well, and it's, but unfair it's not to your us. cause right exactly it's not it's not you being unfair to those other actors and other uh, people involved that weren't uh, right. child, creepy uh, sexual harassers mm -hmm. it's the fact that kevin spacey was and and he ruined it for everybody it's, he ruined it for I, I think it's i think it's important to be clear we're talking about criminals doing crimes and they have victims and right you know right. in this case yeah, yes yes you're absolutely right there's nothing i can do to take the money back out of harvey weinstein's pocket and even if we did even if we knocked him all the way down to prison guy cannot get any more money now guess what if you watch a uh, lord of the rings film there's money going to bob weinstein and as soon as harvey weinstein gets out of jail the money's going to just get handed over to him mm -hmm, it's right. you can't you can't fix that but Please recognize it. We've been talking for 15 years about the pianist. It's been 15 years mm. since the pianist, guys. I haven't <laughs> talked one day about the pianist in the last 15 years. Um, okay. and, and it is the pianist, by the it, way. It, sure. Pianist. 
whatever. It is a great film that I saw right. one time, and ever since I have felt like that that movie, like we're we're better off with that movie not existing if Roman Polanski also not mm. exists. Like that's how that's how important it is that his crime not be forgotten. You know, mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. Right. that's a good point. I forgot that that was a Polanski uh, deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's and you and it's. I think we're moving to a new place though. Where the place we're moving to is away from. Yeah, Bill Clinton was a douche, but hey, the, the, he's the next president. Show him some respect. I think we're now getting to a place where. We're like, nah, we probably don't need to hear from him again. You know, like you had your thing. Plus, you know, you got a you got a huge ticket out of here. Same with Polanski. Same with uh, D- not Dudley Moore. Uh, freaking ah, uh, who makes who made uh, ah? What's his name? It married his it married his adopted Korean daughter. Uh, oh, Woody, uh, Woody, Woody Allen. Allen. Jeez, the name would not. <laughs> it's one of these mornings. Names don't come to me today. But Woody <laughs> Allen, like, where he's gotten to pass way too long. I feel like we're now done giving out passes. And, think, the, and the and the yeah. thing I just want to be really clear about what I'm saying. I'm saying that Harvey Weinstein can go away completely. He can disappear from the earth, and we're fine. It's mm-hmm. like uh, we're we're recording this in the days after a, a relatively credible accusation against a senator from Minnesota has been floated, and a lot of people liked the guy. And a lot of people are really gnashing their teeth about it. It's really hard when you like somebody to find out that maybe there's a, a big problem there. And I'm just like, why doesn't he just resign? Are you telling me there's no one in the state of Minnesota that could do that job? I mean, it's like, just go away. Like, I, I you know, like, it, <laughs> there's nothing I can do about the Lord of the Rings films that I love and own being a Weinstein right. property. Nothing I can do. But they could go away. Mm-hmm. You know, right. yeah, but, I, but all I'm saying is it's a it should be, you know, for everybody, it's a personal choice. For me, it's if I got to watch an actor do stuff that's different than some behind the scenes person, because the behind the scenes person never really had any effect on what I was seeing anyway. They actually had more impact. They, they did. More power, they more did. Money. No, you're right. And they're the whole reason the actors are even there. I get that. I totally get that. But now you've got a you've got a product that's made and you're done. In the case of these actors, I don't know why it's different, but it is for me. I just can't look at Kevin Spacey yeah. and go, "Yeah, I'm going to take you serious." Or it's no, like it's, me, you know, if you ask totally me to go, sense. if I you mean, ask me totally to go listen to like a Bill Cosby record right now, I can't do it. Right. I'm not right. going to laugh not. at that. I'm not going to never going to laugh at that again. That is great. David. Oh, sorry. Hey, of course, you know, I could listen to I could listen to a Gary Glitter song either for right. for exactly the same reason. Right. You know, I watched I watched Baby Driver like about five days before this Kevin Spacey thing uh, hit, oh, and I was crap. like, yeah, I was like, yeah, that. and I was like, I was like, oh man, I I'm I'm like, I think I have a new favorite movie that I'm going to tell everybody about, and then five days later, and nope, not going to mention it. Nobody. No, was he? I didn't know he was in that. He's oh, he's yeah. hugely in that. Is he? Hmm. He's kind of the, um, uh, I mean, you know, it's about a, a getaway driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, Kevin Spacey is the guy who hires him for all of his different jobs that he does. Oh, so he, that's so a significant he's, It's role. not like he's just a little passing through, barely there. He's he's pretty prominent throughout the whole thing. It's, I, I'm, I'm, 
I'm sorry for like making this into an episode of Unfriend Me. I really don't. I really don't mean to. But, but I don't think because we're, we're we're definitely we, talking about movies. So I mean, yeah, I think and, we're right in where we're supposed and, to be at. And yeah. apparently, every week now, we're not only going to have the current news impacting this show, but we're going to end up watching a movie yeah. that's, yeah, a, that's a, you know connected to one yeah. of these guys. Yeah. Right. And, and I just I I just want to get to the conclusion, and that is there's a problem of both how men treat women and power and authority coming together. Those are two separate things. You take power and authority, you put it up against how men treat women, and this happens. And you can't just solve one half of the bigger issue. You, you can't just say, well, uh, you know, Bill Cosby will never do it again. No, <laughs> you have to also disempower him completely. Yeah, he, and know, I and am never watching Leonard Six again. <laughs> it ain't gonna happen. It's too bad because that actually would be it would have been a great right. film sack movie. But I'm with you. I can't. There's no way we could watch that now and not um, right. and not spend the entire episode not talking about the film. Yeah, I'm not right. about to. I'm not about to binge. I spy. I'm not gonna do it. Okay. Right. Right. Good because you know? I'm telling you, we'll never see a Louis C.K. film on this podcast. That's I, the I other thing is I can't. I, oh, that really rubs me. That the, the rubs my cheese because that guy <laughs> makes things Don't I'm be interested in. Cheese, you know. Wow. Right. Like I was Don't really looking forward. Do you know that something in Pete's? What's it called? That he made like a, a sitcom without an audience, but it was filmed like one, and it was in a bar, and Alan Alda was in it. And oh yeah, um, what's that called? It was a series that he made that almost bankrupted him, he said, and they only showed it originally as like a pay-per-view thing, but now it's coming to Hulu or something. I was so excited about that back when I heard about it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to patiently wait for this to hit one of these streaming services I pay for. Can't wait to see it. Now, I just don't freaking care. Right. I don't care right. now. <laughs> hey, yeah. look, there there has become something that I'm not really used to uh, in my movie watching, which is deciding whether or not I should watch a film based on every level of production. And it's not something I'm used to. And, and I think we're all here. We're film lovers. And I think the listeners are film lovers. And I, it's something that I've never really had to focus on. But it certainly has narrowed down some of the films that I, I will not you yeah. know, probably partake in in the future. So I just I thought it was just It's weird, isn't question. it? It's weird. I, is haven't the main made, thing. I haven't made a decision yet. I'm sure. just saying I'm trying to figure it out. I think we're all trying to figure it out. And yeah, uh, that it is really it is a thing we just didn't have to think about before. When we go see yeah. uh, Back to the Future, it's a self-contained decision. We didn't have to think right. about anything else. This stuff was always mm -hmm. happening. It was always happening. We, as far as we know, and there's plenty more to come. I'm sure every day there's something new. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm prepared to I'm a, I'm prepared to be disappointed every time I see a Weinstein logo, <laughs> and I'm way more disappointed when I have to look at the face of you know uh, yeah. an actor who's done the, the deed right right and imagine randy almost made us watch american beauty yeah see <laughs> no, I, I told you i no, told I you you tried to get us to once you asked for uh, us to no do way. once there's no way one time you said <laughs> i do not want I mean, to watch that movie with you ever, all right. ever. I mean, that's I mean. that's been the case for since before we started making this podcast i don't want to watch that movie with you you didn't even know before there was a show before we even knew each other you knew that if this yes, if any of this right. ever happened there'd be no american beauty okay no way, no. Got it. Yeah. Um, um, hey, steering yeah. deck to rounders really quick. Oh, yeah, rounders. Can I bring rounders. up a chick in the bucket? Oh, my yes. gosh, please do, because I was wondering if anyone had one. <laughs> Worm is the chick in the bucket. Yes. Yeah, he yeah. disappears about three-quarters of the way through the film, and he's the one. He's basically 
Matt Damon's kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the one that could screw Matt Damon up at the World Series of Poker in Vegas, where he's heading. You know, and it could be. Uh, the, the key to the yeah. trope is that he's you've left him wherever he was, so the, for the rest of all time, right? He's, right. he's just there, mm-hmm. and it also frees up the person that left him there to mm-hmm. you know to sort of do what they're going to do. Like it's 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 there's more to it than just whatever happened to the guy. There's right. this extra. Okay, now Will Smith can go off on adventures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, he can all he can he can definitely come back in and screw things up. I honestly, and I saw this movie back in the, in theaters in '98, and I'd forgotten a lot of it. I honestly was thinking, oh, I bet uh, Malkovich is going to pull out a you know a bloody and beaten uh, Edward Norton out here in a second, and you know that's going to change the way this poker game is going. It's like, oh no, I guess not. All right, well, certainly something's going to happen before Matt Damon gets in that cab and drives away. Oh no! Nope. Nothing yeah. happens. No, nope. that should that that should be its own book, like tropey expectations. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It makes yeah. me wonder if that is why he's so low down. Even though I think he had a pretty significant part, he is so low down in the credits. Like the credits for this film have everybody you expect at the top: Matt Damon, Gretchen Maul, John Malkovich, and so on. John Turturro. They're, they're all at the top of this thing. You have to go to the see full cast link and then wow. dig down even further before you run into. In fact, I think Famke Jansen beat him. Yeah. Yeah, Jeez. let's see. Uh, hold on. I'm trying to find him here now, and I can't. Anyway. There he is. He's, uh, uh, he's in there somewhere. No, he's above Famke oh, Jansen. Oh, is he? Okay. Right. Yeah, but it is. Um, that that's weird? really, really surprising because he's on the movie poster. So you'd think that that automatically grants him yeah. the first half of the cast list. And he was, a, he was a big star then. It wasn't like he was yeah. a nobody. So it's weird. Just really weird. But it's yeah, not they, alphabetical they... order. It's not order in order of appearance. Yep. But if you ask me, uh, Landau needs to be higher in this oh, list too. No. I feel like he's... I love him. I, so you yeah. said you're... you're uh... What's up with that hair, Martin Landau? <laughs> yeah, you, you said your favorite <laughs> sequence in the film. Mine is when... Uh, the when uh, Damon goes and has a drink with Landau in a bar, and Landau tells a story about he was destined to be a rabbi, and he and he couldn't find his faith, and goes to New York and loses his family. Becomes that a just, lawyer. Yeah. Like I felt, I totally forgot it was an actor. Mm-hmm. I just felt like it yeah. was some some old mm. uh, He's, judge ugh, telling stories. I miss that guy. He's awesome. He shouldn't have died. Yeah. Well, he probably should have because he was really old, but. <laughs> <laughs> but he was awesome, and and this is what four years after Ed Wood or something close to that, right? Where he really got his big revival, and then you'd see him in so many things since. I'm glad because what what an interesting, unique deal that dude is. We're gonna. See I didn't realize that, he just died in yeah, uh, July, just three yeah. months ago. Oh, he's we're gonna oh. see his name at the Oscars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we better or they're doing it wrong. They should do a right. memoriam thing at the Oscars, and then they should do a whole list of the perverts. They should do that. <laughs> just have a right. remember right. these people yeah forget these yeah just have some forget these people like that idea just have some nice you know like something like this and then just show them one after another just... Weinstein. and then when it's a famous actor there's a little bit of dialogue under that yeah. music yeah right, right, right. i think it's great have kevin spacey go Hoo-ha. Oh, no, that's not <laughs> yeah, wow. see, yeah. You're predicting you're predicting Spacey's death already. Wow. Oh, okay. I just realized I can never watch LA Confidential with the same excitement. No. Or even Usual Suspects. Oh no, Usual Suspects is on top of my list of things I'm pissed about. And the worst part thing thing about that is there's probably more to that than we know, but the director of that, Brian Singer, is also heavily accused oh. of many things yeah, that right. uh have yet to t- truly come to light. And I feel like I'm not maybe able to see much singer work either. 
Oh, so. which which throws away all of uh, House, the TV show House. Yeah, that's a lot of House that's, gone. That's his TV show. Although, I, if he's again, if he's, I don't know. I feel like I don't know. Maybe, maybe executive producer yeah. stuff's maybe different. But here's here's the thing. Somebody's gonna hear me say that now for the fourth time and go, Scott, freaking blah blah blah. Make your own choice. <laughs> Why do you have to react like this? The, is it gonna, is it gonna be artist? Dracula? Yeah. Can you is separate the art from the artist? My answer to that is. No, and it's just me. I'm saying you do what you want to do. Go rent all the Kevin Spacey movies you can eat. I don't care. I'm telling you what I'm doing. That's it. Mm. That's Tasty it. Kevin Spacey movies. Mm. Kevin Spacey movies. Hey, you know, uh, this has been going on for a long time, like you guys said. there's been There's been rumors and actors and directors who've done weird stuff that you would swear never to watch again. And I remember the first time I had to make that decision personally – was after watching Jeepers Creepers, I actually really thought that movie was really good, and I enjoyed it. And then come to find out later on, he was he was doing some very questionable things, mm. accused of uh, char- had charges against him for molestation of a twelve year old. And so I was like, oh man, now I can't watch any of these. And I remember that feeling was just devastating, and it's just like times ten now. Mm-hmm. It's just like everywhere. Well, you just thought um, it was more unique then, you know. It's not, yeah, it's not exactly. Now. Turns out everyone's a douche. <laughs> everyone's a douche. Everybody's hey. a douche. You're gonna have to switch to watching porn to avoid uh, watching right? uh, the sexual. <laughs> oh no, darn it, Ron Jeremy. Oh dang it! Who would have thought, Ron Jeremy, with all his all his he squeaky clean his lifestyle? Yeah. I just I'd been assuming it for like 20 years or something. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I, yeah. I, uh, my thoughts about Ron Jeremy go back farther than my thoughts about Roman Polanski. I don't understand <laughs> right. how this is new. Yeah, Ron, it shouldn't be new, but it apparently all that is old is new again. We'll be right back. Casper, Casper, Casper. Casper Casper.com. Oh, man. Do I love me some Casper. They are, who are they, you're saying? Well, they're they're a sleep brand. They continue to revolutionize the line of products that uh, you'd use to sleep on to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. Their mattresses are designed by humans for humans. They combined multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface that's got just the right sink and just the right bounce. And their breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulate your body temperature throughout the night. And they're not just any mattress company. They offer a wide uh, array of products for you to check out and ensure you have an overall better sleep experience. You can order online. It's very easy. Delivered to your door in a compact box. Free shipping and free returns in the U.S. and Canada. And you get a 100-day risk-free trial. That's right. I did this. Uh, And considering you and I spend a third of our lives on a mattress, it's important you truly sleep on the one that you want the most. And you want to test it before you're committing. That's why they give you 100 nights to try it out. Start sleeping ahead of the curve with Casper. Get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash filmsack and use the promo code filmsack at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. That's $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash filmsack and use the promo code filmsack at the end there. Oh, I really do like them, you guys, and you will too. Check them out. Uh, All right. Clips. Clips? Clips. Clips. Yeah, let's do some clips here. I've got a number of them, and uh, they begin with this one. Uh, Wait, where is it? Ooh. Okay, there they are. 
Uh, describing poker for noobs is this scene. So here's some narration for you. The game in question is No Limit Texas Hold'em. Minimum buy-in, $25,000. A game like this doesn't come together often outside the casinos. The stakes attract rich flounders, and they in turn attract the sharks. No Limit Texas Hold'em is the Cadillac of poker. Each player is dealt two cards face down. Five cards are then dealt face up across the middle. These are community cards everyone can use to make the best five card hand. The key to the game is playing the man. It's like I expect Peter Sellers to show up in this Pink Panther yeah, song. Yeah, there is some of that going on there. So what's the pinto of card games then if that's the Cadillac? Uh, <laughs> slapjack. Is or, it, is or. it go, go Fish? War. Okay, War. No, war. Slap, flat, Slapjack for me. I think, slapjack, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Okay. 52 pinto. pickup. Any game where you slap, slap the cards is so stupid it should be the... The Pinto. No, it's the Gremlin. It's the Gremlin of cards. The Gremlin of cards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's uh, good Russian stuff from John Malkovich. It's a position that I, I call it. I call it. I call it. it. Uh, I just like the way this guy said this. $20. Big bets, $20. It reminded me of that guy <laughs> from uh, the library on Seinfeld who was... Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can kind of hear... <laughs> Whoops, sorry. $20. Big bet's $20. He just sounds like that guy. Uh, here's a weird noises in prison. <laughs> I can't even place when that was. It was when he was in prison playing those guys for the cigarettes. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I love John Turturro. No, no, wait. When the money is gone. Here's here's nine seconds of that. Well, my Uncle Les says when the money's gone, it's time to move on. So enjoy it, you secret handshake assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Baker Hall, by the way, is who... Uh, oh. oh, yeah. The, the, the actor Lib- is the... Uh, oh, wait, for what? The... the, the librarian in uh, Seinfeld. Oh, oh, oh. oh right. Right. The guy sounds like yeah, that. it always sounds like a teenage 80s movie star. When it you say totally does. Oh, Philip Baker Hall yeah. in Hard Bodies 4. <laughs> hard Bodies 4. I forgot about that series. Is there a Hard Bodies 4? Oh, there's gotta <laughs> be. It probably goes up to 8 at least. Uh, movies. Hold on. I'm looking this up. Okay, there's Hard, body, hard, hard Bodies a, in 84. That was a favorite, like on was it Showtime or HBO used to run those things? HBO used terrible. to show it all the all time. Those, yeah. those yeah. TNA movies late on Saturday nights. I think yeah. there may have only ever been one. Oh no, there are two. Oh, two. oh there's two. definitely more than one. Yeah, there's two. It says there's. I don't Brian see a three or four. Know. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> this is one of those uh, VHS covers you'd see in the in the movie theater or in the uh, yeah, rental place. Blockbuster. Yeah. Yes. Big bikini, totally. white bikini lady was in there. I remember that. Oh my gosh, right. this is really throwing me back. Um, here's, uh, an enormous bikini by 2017 standards. By yeah. Right. Here's, uh, wait, did I play this yet? Well, my uncle, had- no, yeah, we did that. All right. Here's, I love Totoro. I don't mean to interrupt you, uh, future magistrates and noblemen, but I, uh, need to work. Someone get him like some coffee or like yeah. a stimulant. <laughs> Sleepy John. Yeah. I, I, yeah, we're going to turn the microphone way up. It's the most sensitive <laughs> mic in the world. And you need to talk as though you're, uh, talking to a small child that is about to throw a fit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> John Satoro is Ken Kratz. There you go. Yeah. If you haven't exactly. seen, if you haven't seen uh, uh, The Night Of on HBO, he is incredible in that. 
Cannot say enough. about that last night. I think it's the next thing we're binging. Oh, it's so good. I loved that little mini series. And, and, and for Totoro specifically. Yeah, I would say watch it for him. Yeah. Like he's right. just I mean, the whole thing's good. I think that uh, Aziz, whatever his name is from uh, Star Wars. Oh, yeah. I can't think of his name. He's Ahmed. Uh, yeah, he's really good. Everybody's really good. There's no there's up and down solid stuff. But there Totoro is this like once in a lifetime character. He's amazing in it. So good. And and Riz Ahmed is from Rogue One, right? Yeah, Rogue One and um he was also yeah. in that Nightcrawler thing with uh mm. oh, Hall. Right, right. right. He was the one that got sh- Hall. didn't get shot or something. What was the deal? <laughs> he was supposed he to did be get th- shot by Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. <laughs> That's right. Here's uh what's this? I don't know. Oh, this is um Ed Norton yelling something. What? No. <laughs> 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 That's a good what. What? I'm going to use that more often. Uh, here's your Italian mob man. Got a real sweet deal, too. 30 cents on a dollar. There's not a lot of faith in you out there in the business community. Yeah, my wife needs the monies, Brian. Mm. <laughs> grandma. Like him, right? Okay, yep. Grandma. Yep, Grandma. Uh, here's, oh, okay. There. Are, I want you guys to hear this and tell me I'm wrong if you think this doesn't sound <clears throat> like an eight-year-old boy, Okay. It was a it was around a poker table, <clears throat> and the person dealing, the dealer, sounded like an eight year old. Here it is. I'm sorry, sir. You can't take chips from another player at the table. Tell me that doesn't sound. <laughs> Whoa, because that was a woman in yeah. in uh, Atlantic City. Yeah, yeah. Right. normal lady in every way, but she sounds like an eight year old boy it's trying to find ET or whatever. Right. Really wow. weird. I'm sorry, sir. You can't take chips from another player at the table. Isn't that weird? <laughs> like straight off of uh, the Sandlot or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. She could say. <laughs> here's uh, Gretchen Mall doing some talking. I don't think she's good. So here's why I thought that. I learned it from you, Mike. I mean, you always told me that this was the rule. Rule number one: throw in your cards the moment you know they can't win. She was the least powerful performance, and I like her, by the way. I think she's yeah, great right, in like. Right. Uh, she was great in that Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. She was awesome in that. Buscemi and yeah, yeah, she's super interesting. And by the way, one of the Weinstein accusers, and may have been this film. I don't know. Probably could easily have been. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's what someone's pissed off here. Will you stop around for five minutes for once in your life? Whoa, Jesus! <laughs> what happened? My old man just walked in the door. <laughs> Some pretty good <laughs> f bombing. A lot of beeping. Yeah, the sweariest Mr. Ripley. Yep. <laughs> Is there a sequel to that, the Ripley movie? There is. There is called, uh, and it's funny because this is in the trivia, it's called Ripley's Game, and um, Mr. Ripley in that movie, or Tom Ripley, is played by John Malkovich. Oh. Wow. Wait a minute. Wow. So, hold it's on. Older. Oh, older oh okay, okay. All right. So, it's, it's, yeah. it's, are these books or something this is all based on? Is that why it's... Uh... You know, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, it came out in 2002. John Malkovich is, uh, is Tom Ripley... Um, it's also got um, Doug Ray Scott, Lena Headey. Mm. Um, let's see. Here we go. Storyline. Tom Ripley, cool, urbane, wealthy, and murderous, lives in a villa in the Veneto with Luisa, his harpsichord-playing girlfriend. Oh, I'm hooked already. You had me at harpsichord. <laughs> yeah. A I'm, former... <laughs> I'm in. Does anybody who's not a grade school music teacher actually play the harpsichord? <laughs> I don't know. It's like It's like being a professional recorder player. You know, all right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ripley, ever student of human nature, initiates a game to turn a mild and innocent, innocent local picture framer into a hitman. Wow, 
Yeah. I don't know what to think uh, of. He's any been of that. framed. I've uh, never... What is this raid? That, that's the next thing we should be looking at. Hold on. Framed. I don't want to just so quickly not pay attention to what Dunaway just said. That's amazing. You know, I get there are certain followers of the show who email me every week to tell me what a um what a uh what's the word I'm looking for? What a what a national treasure uh, Brian, yeah, nice. Brian Dunaway is. Yeah, they love his little interjections that yeah. sometimes we just scan over. Sometimes flies right by us. Yeah. Those are my favorite when they get by you. Yeah, yes. it's pretty good. Uh, 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Nothing doesn't look like anything on um, hmm. Rotten Tomatoes. Never heard of it. Never heard of it either, but uh, sounds good. Yeah, we'll get around to it at some point in our lives. I mean, harpsichord playing, come on. Yeah, what else do you need? Here's one right. called Smart and Noble. How come all your moves are so smart and noble, and I'm always the idiot piece of shit? Piece of shit. Piece of shit. Piece of shit. Oh, piece we of have shit. a new piece of shit yeah, clip. Yeah, brand new piece of shit. <laughs> piece of shit. Nice. Oh, I'd love it. So how many pieces of shit is that? Oh, I have so many how shits. Many I have so many. Hold on. Let's see how many pieces of shit we have. Mm. P <laughs> well, here's an old one. Piece of shit. <laughs> oh. That was uh, Greg or whatever from uh, from Terminator 2 that was yelling at <laughs> Which is funny because Edward Norton is... Uh, in that American History X with the kid from Terminator 2. So oh, yeah, it all yeah. comes together. Piece of shit. Okay, great. Uh, you, what? You have my money. So you have my money? Oh, yeah. <laughs> my money? My money? You have my money? <laughs> I love it. So you I have my money? <laughs> uh, I wrote, he's really weird in this. And you won't be pushed around. All right, so there's that. <laughs> oh, wow. I like love that. when he was when he was doing that. That was yeah. I was loving it. Yeah. Every minute of it. The, this part though, this upcoming bit of dialogue, this had me riveted. I'll I will admit. So here it is. So that's it then. Hmm? Just like a young man coming in for a quickie, I feel so unsatisfied. Just I could listen to him. I, I it's a bad accent. I really believe it's bad, but right. I love. Yeah. I Horrible. Love it. He owns totally. it. It's funny, like your clips, you have clips from the beginning with John Malkovich, maybe two clips from the middle with Norton and Gretchen, and then all the rest are going to be clips from Malkovich yeah. at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I love it's, it. This is the I best part of the movie. Actually, I only have one more, though. It, it's, it is the movie. You're yeah. just, you're just replaying the movie, the movie yeah. in a way. It's like it's an Oreo, right? It yeah. is like an He's Oreo. It's cookie of the Oreo, and it's just that, <laughs> that fluff in the middle that we don't really need. Yeah, the Gretchen Mall in the middle. All right, here's the uh, here's the <laughs> final final bits from his mouth. This son of a bitch all night. Chick, chick, chick. I liked him freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Yes. I got, a I got a request on Twitter that, that Ibit would be saying, chick, 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 chick. So, yeah, thank you. Happened. Well done. Good job All on that. Night with the alligator blood comes back. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note. Why it's the film sack checklist, baby face everyone. I swear every actor in this was like 10. Uh, whatever. 98 just doesn't seem that long ago to me. But you look at Malkovich now and you're like, oh, OK, well, never mind. Woo. That was a while ago. Anyway, babyface, everybody, check. Uh, two hours of boring poo with one intense game with John Malkovich, check. <laughs> and finally, Jean Grey, check. Check. Uh, right? That was the only unbelievable part of the film is, uh, I could stay. No, no, Famke Jansen. Right, right. You can leave. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bet Famke Jansen would kick Harvey Weinstein right in his little nutsack. I'll bet she just right. booed him right up at the thing. 
I'll bet you. Anyway, uh, hey, Star Trek connections. We got some. In this movie, you had uh, Josh Payas. He played Whites, whoever that was. Uh, in yeah, DS9, so he played, nicknames he played uh, in DS9, played Quark's cousin Gaila, Gaila in the episode Business as Usual and the Magnificent I Ferengi. I Gaila. He was a Ferengi. Uh, then Famke Jansen, of course. Uh, her real name is pronounced Famke Janssen. 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 Uh, she played Petra in TNG. She played Kamala in the season, uh, uh, the, the season one episode, The Perfect Mate. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, soundtrack great. I gave it a D for I didn't really notice it. Just was sort of there and I didn't really, it wasn't remarkable. Didn't really think about it. It was just kind of there and that's fine. It's fine. It's not a problem. You give us that, okay. that's fine. <laughs> uh, Twitter posts, where you guys sum it up in 140 characters or less. Oh, sorry, 280 characters or less. <laughs> thank you. Thank Let, goodness. Yeah, thank goodness. Let's start with Randy. Rounders. Poker for Dummies, the book, the movie, starring Jason Bourne as Scarface in a Rocky remake where Adrian leaves because she's smart and Mickey is an old Israeli judge. I could do this all day, boys, but I'll never watch it again. Nice. <laughs> well done. We're never going to see this again. Are you kidding For the people who don't ever watch the movies but listen to us anyway, I'm not saying he dodged a bullet here or anything, but, you know, it's it's fine. It's fine. Uh, 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 What's your name? Brian Dunaway. Hi, Rounders. Like learning a bunch of poker and racial terms that I will never use except butt onion. I'm going to use that every day. (laughs) Butt onion. Twice a day. Butt onion. Wait, butt onion. That's yeah, amazing. That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. really yeah, weird. You want to be playing with these butt onions? I'm like, what is that? I yeah. gotta look it up. You yeah, know, it's a poker term. Uh, means um, guys who who fold uh, when they're only only holding like a ten seven. Oh, yeah, uh, so they're butt I'm onions. kidding. I'm kidding. I have really no, no idea. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great name though. <laughs> Finally, Brian Ibbett. Rounders, not a diamond in the rough, but it's got heart. Sadly, it's a member of the Every Time I Think I'm Out Club, and this hand just doesn't have the nuts. Nice. Your best bet is to flush this deuce straight down the pot. <laughs> flush the deuce. That's a good one. Straight uh, down the pot. Stra- oh, I missed the straight part and the uh-huh, pot part. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. I see. Wow. That's brilliant. really good. Brilliant. Yeah. You really anteed up. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also have this. Just handed to me the alternate titles for this film. First was almost my, 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 my poker face. That was mm, one of them. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> and the it? second one, which I'm really sad they didn't go with, was Card Sharknado. Because <laughs> it was. It really was. Yeah, it really no, kind of was. Um, I was hoping for Dead Poker Society. Mm. Oh, that's oh, pretty good. That's good. Ah, shit. <laughs> Brian, I need to talk to you before I post or I write these. <laughs> That was a good I, one. I, I don't. A, I don't. I very rarely come up with anything like that. But but I was like, oh, it was one of the first things I wrote. Poker Society. Oh, anyway, you just, you just reminded me of something. Uh, it looks. Like, it looks like we're now going to get a new Sharknado movie every year for the rest of our lives. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, like, before this, like more than five years ago, if if I'd said to you there there's going to be a thing and it's about something and it's going to be serialized and go on forever, you wouldn't have guessed it was about sharks flying through the sky. What mm. would you have thought, though, mm. like five years ago? Mm. What would you have thought was going to be the we get a cheap, weird, funny movie in this vein for the rest of our lives? I have no idea. Um, uh, I can't think of anything. I, I, don't know. I think I probably would have guessed zombies, but I was feeling mm. like there were so much zombies. Yeah. Or vampires. Right, or right. We never run out of the zombies. It feels like the zombie thing is is way more shelf life than... Uh, 
than the than the swing back we do with uh, werewolves and vampires and stuff. It feels like zombies are here to stay, and that we'll just always have them around. Um, I don't know why that is, but I feel like that's that's true. And and and, mm-hmm. and I I know my own. I get sick of the vampire thing. I get really sick of the werewolf thing. So I I need that just in fits and spurts. But this thing, the, really the, sick of the werewolf thing. Yeah, I mean, I that's a them. lot of hate. I hate werewolves. <laughs> They're the, my least favorite of the monster types. I can't stand them. Uh, oh, but huh. but zombies. Ah, is it zombies are always it, good? Is it because of that? Uh, uh, Twilight. Does Twilight get you? No. In fact, I only saw the first one and it didn't. Okay. I mean, I could really care less either way. My problem with it's always bad for me. I don't like them. I don't like anything that depends on the moon being full to turn you into something. There's something just dumb. It's mm-hmm. so regional. I'm more of an international type monster. Yeah. Does that yeah. splash damage uh, Lady Hawk? Because I need you to like Lady Hawk. I don't remember. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> nice. It's in, it's in range. Don't don't splash the it's pot. It's yeah. me. A splash whenever I want. My club. <laughs> Um, I'm amazed that we've only seen Silver Bullet as far as werewolf movies. Haven't seen American Werewolf, werewolf in London or um, the, Howling. Uh, the Howling. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, so I would watch the Howling. I would watch the Howling for the show, but it just the the like one of my I really like the the um oh, what's the Kate Beckinsale series of movies? The first yeah, one's good. Underworld. Underworld. The first Underworld's like awesome. The rest of them are kind of yeah. terrible, but I really like that first one. It's like Matrix meets vampires and stuff, and. uh there's lots of things to like I, about it, but the least favorite thing in there is the damn werewolves. I just don't care about lichens. I, like, f I off. I can't believe I love lichens. I can't believe that we haven't had an opportunity to watch Wolf with uh oh with uh Jack Nicholson. Yeah, with Jack Nicholson. Yeah, yeah. That we came really up as a trivia question this week too. It's really funny. Really, what was the question? Love it. Well, how'd it uh, go? Name the movie where the nineteen something movie, ninety something movie where Jack Nicholson bites a a mailman on the butt or something like that. Oh, and that was it. I love I love that universal monster kind of sort of thing they were kind of doing during the 90s with with wolf and uh what was the one uh where mary shelley's frankenstein mm, wasn't yeah, that, like that. In the 90s too, late 90s yeah so it, it was kind of like trying to reboot these these monsters they tried again way they tried yeah. again and it didn't work this time this new mummy was terrible Oh, the mummy! That was a horrible way to go. They really blew that. They well, really, as I opinion. as I said on Current Geek or TMS or somewhere else, I'll say it again here. the The problem is you go, you don't go mummy first. You always go right, right. You go your big, bring out your big guns. Do Dracula, do Frankenstein, do um, werewolf. I guess is would be third, but right. don't go straight to mummy. Mummy's like no. this creature of the Black Lagoon. It's like last resort. And it, and it wasn't even mummy because it was more like. Almost like I don't know, because they were with Dr. Jekyll. They were trying to make this whole uh, Illuminati kind of thing going on, and I I just didn't dig it. Yeah. Like Monster Hunter kind of thing. I don't know exactly. Was it League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Kind of had fun at least. But also the the fun. mummy itself needs to be a monster, not some sort of like supernatural spirit that has unlimited powers. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah, I right? agree. I, just, I like that actress a lot, and I really have enjoyed everything oh, she's yeah. been in. But I, that movie's a bummer. But whatever, they could they could do it right. Hey, I got an email from Ryan. Ryan wrote in, says, Ryan. "Guys, thank you for putting on such a constantly entertaining show." Well, thank you. That's very nice of you Aww. to say. Battlefield Earth remains my favorite episode you've ever done, and the funniest episode <laughs> so far. I'm writing with a suggestion for an upcoming show. After seeing the newest trailer by Netflix for Bright. 
I'm thinking you guys should sack it on its opening weekend. I know you usually don't do movies that have, or sorry, do movies that have been out for a while, but since Bright is debuting on Netflix, it should be fair game. Also, while I'm actually kind of looking forward to seeing it, a part of me suspects it's going to be very sackworthy. It's got Will Smith and a big budget, but there has oh, to be yeah. a reason to not open in theaters. Maybe Smith's lines like fairies, fairy lives don't matter, and we're not in a prof or sorry, we're not in a prophecy. We're in a stolen Toyota Corolla. Provide some hints. Uh, anyway, thanks for the time that you take to do the show. Hope you all have a wonderful holiday, Ryan. Well, right. Thank you, Ryan. This you too. Think- have a good holiday. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Thanks, I Ryan. had this no idea this was fun. a thing. No, yeah, it's yeah, totally it's- a thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like modern, uh, uh, modern beat cop street stuff, but set in a it's, world that has fairies and and yeah, fantasy. It's alien, yeah, it's yeah. alien nation with with fairy tales, right? Yeah, with World of Warcraft races, kind of. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and his so part, I'm, his partner's an orc or something, or no? What's his partner? Yeah, an orc, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It looks, looks like an orc. it looks like something I would like, but I am worried about why is Netflix doing this nuts. Look, Max, Max Landis huh. is doing it. He always does fun things, and I'm going to give this a try. I, I'm, I'm, I have high hopes. Isn't John Landis uh, American Werewolf in London? He is. Yeah, this is this is Max. Land- yeah, no, right, I know. Right. So it's just funny that we were Max just talking Land. about that. And now we got a son doing a thing. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe that sounds all right to me. Actually, I wouldn't mind doing that. You know, yeah, brand new thing. Uh, we That'd don't be do a that very, very interesting often. thing for us to do. Yeah, something yeah. that is brand new on Netflix. Yeah, so we'll. Uh, I think we may consider that. I don't know when's that happen. That's soon, December. Mm-hmm. December. Like, yeah, yeah, December yeah. Uh, comes out. Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll put our heads together later in the Slack and figure something out. But uh, great suggestion, Ryan. And uh, thanks for the nice compliments. That's super nice of you as well. Yeah, our next... Talk about some inside baseball. My mom just heard you say that we're going to put our heads together in the Slack. My mom be like. What are y'all talking yeah, about? Yeah, it wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> Is that drugs? Are you guys talking about yeah, drugs? Are you guys talking about drugs again? You got to stop taking those drugs. Uh, our next film, Proof of Life. Yes. Uh, we're doing it live hey. on the Coverthon next Friday while Brian Ibbett is doing his 18 uh, hour, 16 hour, 16? 16 hour. 16 hour right. Coverthon. Uh, and we're, that means it'll be live. So uh, get details over at cover, slash live and all that. But. We're going to be doing that together uh, Friday instead of a Saturday. It'll be live. We'll, of course, put it on the podcast as well. But the movie is Proof of Life, which I don't know what proof. that is. I have no idea what Proof of Life is. The movie proof that broke up Meg Ryan and Russell Crowe. Yeah. Or, I mean, Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid. And- right. She Because of Russell Crowe. How old is this? Uh, this is 2000. It's okay. uh, 17 yeah. years old. Okay. So we got, oh, yeah, here we go. So this is I the, enjoyed this movie back in the day, so we'll see. David we'll Morris? See. Oh, you guys didn't tell me David Morris is in this. I'm in already. Yes, I'm done. I'm I know. Good. I love him. And it's a, and it's a Taylor Hackford film. I don't know who. <laughs> oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Do I? Uh yeah, he made uh, Devil's Advocate, Ray. Ray, he made Ray. Oh, I like Ray. Yeah. Uh Parker. <laughs> I, watched, I like Ray. I watched Parker. <laughs> Parker's good. He wa- Oh, he did an officer and a gentleman, really? This guy's been around. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, all right then. You've convinced me. He did Phil Collins as against all odds video. Yes, he did. But I need oh, you to, once well. again, I, I'm going to keep saying this. Get your hopes down, man. Oh, get your man. hopes down. <laughs> Take a look at me now. Anyway. <laughs> uh, sounds good to me. What else? That's it. Uh, that's next week. Proof of life. Come on back and be here for that. If you want to watch it live and if you get it through the podcast, it'll be normal. Like always, uh, if you want to be like Ryan and send us emails, you can filmsack at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at FilmSack. And, of course, FilmSack.com is where all the happiness is. That's going to do it for us. For me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Chick, chick, chick. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Son of a bitch, I was going to do that. (laughs) 
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Piece of shit.